0: What did the fourth media availability for Utah Spring Football tell us about this Utah football team? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. hello everyone and thank you for making locked on use your first listen every single day we're available on all platforms including youtube If this is your first time listening to our show make sure you guys like subscribe support our channel you guys recently helped us reach a thousand subscribers we can't thank you enough for that and our road to continue that journey is well underway so appreciate your guys support of the show my name is jt wister former intern inside the university of utah athletic department today's episode is brought to you by fanduel Sportsbook, the official sports book of locked on make every moment more visit fanduelcom locked on today to get started on today's show. We got to see 20 minutes of the final 20 minutes of Utah spring football practice. So I was able to attend this time. As you guys know, in the past, I've just been reacting to the news, but I was there. So I'm going to give you my thoughts on both the offense and defensive side of the ball. Then we'll close a little bit more on some of the conversations I had with the players and talk a little bit more about the fact that Utah is officially getting a baseball stadium. Yesterday's show was all about the potential to get one. Now they are officially get one. But as I mentioned, let's start with what we saw during practice. So got to see the last final 20 minutes of practice, and just as the case is every time we see the ones and twos going at it pretty much the whole time. So the one thing I will say actually, I'll start with something that was said after practice. This was when uh Coach Witt was talking to the media, and he did say that look, Brandon Rose is the guy he said before, like has the edge, right? So Brandon Rose took, gosh, I believe it was all the reps of the ones I could be. You guys, one of the other media members can correct me if I'm wrong. It felt like Brandon Rose took all the reps of the ones, but so Bryson Barnes was kind of the number two guy right now in that situation. And uh, as coach Witt said, you know, Nate dealing with an injury a little bit right now. So he's not really able to factor into this battle at the moment. So focusing on uh, Bryson Barnes, though, he did say that Barnes was nipping at his heels. I've said in the past, I feel like that if this game started, um, excuse me, if the Florida game was tomorrow, I feel like Bryson would be the guy. Look, and I I could be wrong in that regard. It could maybe be that they do feel like the best guy for that right now is Brandon. And based on those kind of comments, that's definitely how they make it seem overall. But either way, I think it will be Interesting to kind of see how the rest of this competition plays out because it does feel like at the moment, Brandon Rose has the slight edge. And let's start with Brandon Rose. I, I thought Brandon Rose looked pretty good today. I think he was uh, pretty sharp overall. The one thing I will say that's always tough in these kind of scrimmages and whatever you go is they always want the quarterbacks to get rid of the ball. So even when there's kind of pressure in his face or anything like that, like they kind of just got to. They ease up. They let them go. Like they're they're back there, but they just stop because it's like, okay, we just want to let them make a throw, make a play. So I do feel like, and we'll talk more about how the offensive line performed in a second. But I felt like what we saw. Um, Brandon Rose looked good. He uh, hit Frankie Jacobson for a nice touchdown one time. Uh, Mackay Bernard caught a nice touchdown on a bootleg. That was good to see. The bootleg was giving a lot of the defense a lot of issues today. There was a lot of uh, short touchdowns down there because of that. One to Bernard. I want to say Jalen Glover might have had one, but either way, Jalen Glover also scored a couple times. He ran one in. Uh too, but uh yeah, I thought Brandon Rose looked good. I I thought he looked fine. I mean, look, after what we heard kind of coming out of the scrimmage that he wasn't the sharpest, I also felt like he didn't. I don't uh, I'm trying to like I said, this is what's hard when you're just there, there live watching everything. And I have all I have, I mean I have tons of notes over here right now, and I tried to organize them everything. But as I try to remember back to it, I don't remember ever once going, now that was a great throw. Were there a couple really good throws by Brandon Rose? Yes, I think he had a couple of very nice throws was there ever a throw i was like whoa no i i didn't see that at all today and look i will say i um as far as i can remember i don't remember devon Veley catching a pass out there so utah was without their top we know they're without their top pass catching receiver obviously without their pass catching tight end in no yasmin so uh, or excuse me no keithy um i don't know if yasmin got any run today i can't remember if he caught a ball but um either way so it's a, a little bit more challenging i'll say in that regard but Either way, I thought Brandon Rose looked fine. Bryson Barnes, same thing. I thought both of them might have been sacked a couple times. I will say Brandon's best throw he made, he was on the roll, on the move one time uh threw a nice pass. The coverage was decent and the um the catch was made. And I think you've heard other people report on if you guys read some of the stuff over on Uzone like yes, Utah did move the ball on offense a little bit better. And I th- and I think that's fair, although I once again, I feel like a couple of those plays would have ended in sacks. So that's where it's always tough, but um either way, Nice to see Rose make some nice passes. Um, Caldara caught one. Jacobson grabbed one. Noah Benny had a nice low catch to um those were the main receivers that stood out in that regard. Um, I thought Jalen Glover looked really good today. Made a couple of nice cuts just to kind of maximize, like even if it only went for four yards. It's the kind of run where it might be it would have only gone for a one for one yard last year if Jalen doesn't make those quick decisive decisions. So it was, uh, it was good to see him out there today. I thought he ran well. I thought the offensive line did a pretty good job. I thought there was a lot of back and forth. I thought the offensive line would win some, and I thought the defensive line would win. Some. So so it was uh, it was fun to see. Um, Satawa, I thought, was pretty good at run blocking. Did get beaten past pro a couple times. Um, we did see a lot of like both kind of Satawa was at left tackle some, but also um, there was a lot of Falcon on the left side too. So it does feel like that is still an ongoing battle in general. I originally just found seemed like that Satawa was kind of the locked in guy at a left tackle. And that's no longer the case. You can tell that is still a competition up for grabs overall. That it is still a battle between it seems like it's just a two-man race between Falcon and Satawa. A lot of time till the season starts. No one really thought Satawa would be this team starting right tackle last year. So we'll watch and see how that uh ends up playing out too. Um, One thing that was fun to see was uh, both Brandon and Bryson. You know, The quarterback run game was a little bit more used today than it had been in the past. Results were mixed. I thought the defensive line would have been there to stop them for a gain of two yards maybe, but uh, still fun to see Utah kind of try something new basically. Uh, One thing that was really impressive is I believe it was the first game, um, the first possession of it was goal line offense for the two offensive line and uh, the very first one, they just, oh, I think it was Chris, uh, not Chris Reed. Um, I can't remember who exactly the running back was now at the top of my head. But anyway, it was a, the running back didn't matter on the play. I could have scored on the play because the hole was massive that Alex Harrison and a couple of the other second team interior offensive line did. I mean, the Red Sea was part of, it. they collected the linebackers. They split both the defensive tackles on the second team too. It was a, a masterful job done by them. So that was a really good, I thought the two offense overall, um, looked pretty good. And just in general, as I said, I thought the offenses did have a lot of positive plays today because it was fun seeing uh Jalen Glover score. It was fun to see, like I mentioned, those kind of those bootlegs where they were able to kind of slip the running backs just to de- make the defense lose track of them and uh and score those two. Um, and yeah, I like I said I was overall I thought the offense had a um a solid day. It's always it's gonna be hard to evaluate this offense. I believe. Um, this offense's top three players this year, which as I say that out loud, like let's just say this three of this group's top five players are going to be Cam Rising, Brant Keithy, and of course Devon Bailey. And I will add a caveat, and the reason I stopped there is because I think Jaquindon Jackson has a chance to be the third best guy. Obviously, we know the top two will be rising and Keithy. So, but those guys aren't out there. So that's where it's always hard when it comes to spring ball, but Look, if Brandon Rose was the guy to start, as I said, right now, I don't know if he's ready for that game, but that's the nice thing is you don't have to worry about that until August. And I think by the time that rolls around, I think we'll be feeling ready for him too because this is a great opportunity for him to learn, grow. and That sounds like what he's done a lot of too. Coach Witt sounds encouraged about the progress his quarterbacks have made. So I feel like we should be as well too. So like I said, overall, a, a pretty solid day from the offense in general. I thought the – um the O-line won some, lost some. It was a good battle back and forth. Fun to watch. Iron sharpened iron today. And of course, when you talk about iron sharpening iron, there's two sides to that. So we dove into the offense, a lot of positives, like I said. But the defense, a lot of positives too. We're going to touch on the Utah defense and how they looked in the spring media availability today in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at sports Sportsbook. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. How about the start? The Rays have gotten off to, if you guys want to bet on their action, all the other great action going on in major league baseball, you could do Aaron judge to pick up right where he left off with home runs, a pitcher to go over and strike out or build a same game parlay with your favorite matchup of the day. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up FanDuel, an official partner of major league baseball. All right, so we talked about the offense. Let's take a little gander at the defense now. Um, First, the very first play that I can remember seeing, and maybe there was one or two before, was uh, Brandon Rose threw a check down um, on a little short comeback route to Mikey Matthews. Matthews caught it. By the way, Mikey Matthews is, like I said, very quick, very fast, all those things. Man, does he look like he's a freshman out there just in terms of his size because, you know, we see all these guys huddle up, and you get, like, falcon next to Mikey Matthews (laughs) and uh, look I mean, Hey sizes and everything on the field. We know how Britton Covey was able to dominate uh, despite his size too, but it is just one of those things where it's like, Whoa, that's what makes football such a great game is you have players of all different sizes working together that could do these amazing things. Um, But either way, so Mikey caught a little pass and Mikey very quick, very shifty. I mentioned Britton Covey. Whit has already given a little He saw, Like said, he already saw shades or whatever of Britton Covey in Mikey Matthews game. And One of the things that uh, was the very first play was, like I said, through that check down over there, and Sione Vaki was all over it. Sione, just the way he came on late last season, Colorado game, obviously Pac-12 championship game, made a couple stops in the Rose Bowl. He's just one of those guys that I feel like is just going to make plays. I've talked about before, just like you can look at a guy and be like, he's got it, and what is it? Like, is that ability to step up in the moment, make a play, make a stop? Some guys are made for the moments. some aren't. I have no doubts that Sioni Vaki isn't one of those guys. And it was a really nice tackle to see him make in space. It remind me of some of those ones, the one he made against USC where they said the guy's knee was originally not down when it clearly was. And Sioni Vaki made that stop, but it was a really nice stop by uh, Sioni Vaki. Um, the other guy who really stood out to me, and I just said like Sony popped there, and then it's hard for safeties to stand out because so much, especially when you run the ball so much, um, I thought the coverage was outstanding by the safeties. I'll, I'll add that, but like when you run the ball, like by the time they get down there in those fits, that's when they, you know, you're just kind of doing like the fake thing. Like you're not really wrapping up or uh, doing anything. Like that in general. So um it's hard for those safeties to stand out beyond that. Justin Medlock. I, I know we've been talking about him and talking about him and talking about him, but you know why that is? Because honestly, if I had to pick a winner spring ball, I would pick Justin Medlock. He looks, at least right now, he looks incredible. He was explosive. He shoots right through those gaps. He's a strong tackler. He's always around the ball, always making plays, always making tackles. Uh because I like I said, we still don't know what the whole Liovanni De situation is gonna look like. We know how secure Lander and Karen. Renee's spots are, but man, I feel like if there's an injury or if there's an opportunity, I'm, I'm, I want to see the last two weeks of spring. I'm getting very close to wanting to predict that Justin Medlock is going to have a game where he leads this team in tackles because he is just going to step in and be ready to go right away. As I said, with just his ability to take on blockers, shed them. Uh, get right through, shoot those gaps, make those tackles for loss. He was always around the ball, and it was great to see him breaking in for tackles for the loss or limiting some of those runs to just a couple of yardage, which could have been a lot more if he doesn't make the tackle or the, the play there. Another guy really stood out, Junior Tufuna. looks almost unstoppable on the inside someplace. Yes, every once in a while you'll get a, a Johnny Maya, Jaron Cump, Keaton Bills, Satawa, or that's a, or Satawa sometimes, I guess. Um, but Michael see sure. Every once in a while, they'll make a good play and stop him and, and get a good block, take him out of the equation. But for the most part, junior always, he seems to be breaking through, uh, making stops, making things happen. So I was, I was very impressed by junior, um, just throughout spring ball, especially today. As I said, I just felt like he was a real force and a game wrecker. And I feel like he, this is going to be another huge year for junior. I know I was I was very high on him on a pass rusher when I first took over this show last year. I, I think he's just going to continue to be an absolute monster in the run game is where he'll mainly make his uh, make his money overall, I'll just say. I think he's going to be an elite run stopper for the Utes all season. They really unlocked him as a three-tech nas- last year, using him next to Samote Peppa, and I don't think that's going to – I think he's going to get off to an even better start than he did last year. I think he'll be making plays against Florida in the front seven. He's gotten bigger, stronger, faster, explosive, and as I said, it just – was like watching a uh, a lesser Aaron Donald, I'll say I thought out there today with the number of times I was like, boom, look how quickly Junior shed his guy, and then he's making a tackle or making a play. So um loved what I saw from Junior Tafuna too. Lander Barton made some nice plays as well. Good job filling holes, stepping up. We I we expect him to have a huge year, of course. And like I said, I thought he looked he looked very strong out there. So was um really encouraged by what I saw from him. Uh Miles Battle. Came up one time and run support, did a good job. And look, some guys just look like they belong on a football field, right? That, that's Miles Battle on the outside. He's got the length, the speed, the athleticism. And I think it's nice that he's a very physical corner too, who's willing to come down, fly in and make the hit. I think of like, look, in terms of who were Utah's three corners last year. So Maya Vaughn, JT Broughton, Clark Phillips, those were the main three guys, right? This year, if you look at it, what should be the main three is you swap like battle um or you swap Phillips for battle. More than likely, right? Well, when you're talking about that, I do think there's one thing that Battle is going to have more of than Clark Phillips last year, and I do think that's tackles. I think there were more than a few occasions last year where Clark Phillips missed some tackles or, um, for whatever reason, just wasn't able to make that kind of a play in terms of tackling. And I think that's not going to be an issue with Miles Battle. He's not going to be Clark Phillips on the outside. He's not going to be locking it down. Now, he will make some nice plays. He's going to have a huge – you know, he's going to break down – a uh, break up a huge pass on third down and Rice tackles, and he's going to hit the X or just the, not the X, but just the, um, you know, the incompletion sign either way. Um, you know, he's going to do that at some point this season, but I think he's going to be very strong and run support for this Utah team, which, uh, as I mentioned, was something they didn't have from their top corner last year. We'll see how Zamaya and JT factor into that this year, but I have no doubt that miles battle is going to be a uh, good and up for the task. Also the defensive line continues to look strong. Um, or oh, Logan, uh, or, yeah, Logan Fano, excuse me. i butcher over that for a second he he made a couple of plays off the edge i was encouraged by i already talked about junior jonah jonah ellis man he had a couple where he i swear like the snap like right off the ball i was like boom i was joe How was jonah ellis already back there which i like i said i think it speaks to some of like jonah ellis good uh falcon and satawa like come on guys as well and i talked to satawa as i said earlier about like hey just that iron sharpening iron he's like man we got some really good defensive linemen That's what Satal was telling me earlier today, and it's true. When you're just out there watching, seeing these guys, you guys will get to see it come the spring game. Like, this is just – this is going to be – I think this group is going to be one of the strengths of this team, this Utah D-line. Connor O'Toole made a couple nice plays around the edge too. Um, There was good penetration by the D-line and some of the goal line plays, even the second string D-line. As I mentioned, like, sometimes they got pushed back, but there were other times, like, there was no running lanes open. Everyone was controlling their gaps, holding up their one-on-one situations and then breaking through. Uh, making sure to collect they'll have a, a guy they'll be engaged with an offensive line with one hand and they'll disengage the other to, to wrap up the running back right before they come through. So um, continue to be really encouraged by uh by this defensive line and the progress they've made overall. So yeah, that's what we saw day two of, uh, or excuse me, it was my second day of making up there to watch it live just because of a couple uh, things and stuff I've had going on. I wasn't able to make it up the past two weeks. So it was great to be back up there, see it all for myself, see the progress. So everyone is, uh, kind of moving doing along. You can tell guys are starting to get beat up now. I mean these are not these have not been light practices. They've been going at it hard. You can tell the last 20 minutes when they're there. And uh yeah, these guys are these guys are working their tails off. So you can tell they're a little tired, I think. But uh I'm excited to, to get to see them one more last time next week. And then we are less than two weeks away from the spring game, which uh seems crazy in general. But uh, it's gonna be fun to see how it all works out. But uh either way, a great day of work by the Utah football team. A lot of progress made on both sides of the ball and a lot to be really encouraged about speaking of things to be encouraged about one of the things that was really exciting about my time today up at the university of utah was i got to talk to Jalen glover and satawa laumea us first let's start with uh, my talk with Jalen for uh, an interview for a piece i'll be writing for uh for zone eventually uh with Jalen, i thought he just you could just tell like he just talked about how much more comfortable he feels like he feels like he'd be more of a leader this time around be a guy who can step up um in that aspect how it feels like he's just seeing things processing things quicker so i think jalen's in for a, a monster season as we talked about before um and he's just the guy who's about all the right things jalen the very f- i was one of his first interviews last year when i was in the department i was writing a get to know you piece and just talking to him i could just tell like once again like he's one of the guys that has all the makeups and says all the right things of someone who like he's very goal-oriented all the kind of stuff like a lot of what we saw in Clark Phillips in terms of if he's coming in, like I'm focused, I got this plan, I'm going to execute it, and I'm going to go on to the next step. That's the vibe you got from Jalen, uh, big coach's son's vibes, all those things, just like um about everything a coach would want him to be. So, um yeah, I have no doubts that Jalen's not going to have a big second year coming up here for the Utes. And uh it was, like I said, fun this was fun to watch him out the there today a little bit too because I thought he looked nice, explosive, and decisive, which I thought something that a couple instances last year didn't look as decisive. So I'm excited to see uh he's going to do talking with Satawa. Satawa is always great. satawa has got a great personality too. Whenever we do the interviews, we have like our phones that we uh, hold up for the players and they um, interview. He just, he, uh, he's like, can I talk he, I hold it and talk right into the mic. I was like, yeah, sure. makes my job easier. So uh, he's got a great personality. Great guy talked about how, um you know, how to him and Keaton kind of become like the co-leaders of the line, trying to lead the group on um, the progress we're making talks about how comfortable he feels feels way more comfortable at tackle now after making that swap over. And uh, look, that was my biggest question coming into spring ball. I've talked about it a lot, right? That I wasn't sure if Satao Laumea was going to be the left tackle for this team. And look, I, I probably won't be able to answer that for sure until we see that in the first game. I won't feel great about it, but I feel a lot better about it after talking to him today and just hearing how good he feels with it, how comfortable everything So. Um was very encouraged talking with him overall, but uh, always great getting up there, uh, talking with those guys. And, uh, yeah, like I said, Jalen and Satawa, just total all-class pro guys that this is why this Utah football team has been so great. They recruit extremely talented players. We're also very high-character guys. So it was great chatting with them both today. Another thing that was great to hear is that the Utah baseball team is going to officially have a new home. We talked about the potential of them building the new on-campus field on Guardsman Way. it got approved and it could be open as early as 2025 if you guys want to view the 3d rendering you can head over to the university of utah athletic website josh furlong's twitter also has it as well of ksl.com josh furlong so lots of places for you guys to view it as we talked about on yesterday's show this is something that really excites me i just think there's something special about having your home uh your venue defend your house and it's truly your house your logo on the field i think there's a special thing and a lot of pride that comes with that so i think it's really exciting they are still going to have a great view if you guys haven't been over to the guardsman way yet uh drive by it where the current practice field is and you can see that it's still going to be an outstanding view look the way that smith's ballpark lines up i don't know if it'll be as good as that one used to be but either way i said i think it'll be nice to have their own home field and i think it's great if they could get it up and running by 2025 too because that's I believe that is by I believe twenty twenty four is the bees last season, so I think it would be good to have it up and ready to go by twenty twenty five. So hopefully they're able to um, get all that done. They've just started the fundraising for it. They want thirty five million. So if you guys are just in donating, you can head over to the university website and check all that great stuff out. So yeah, either way, really exciting that this Utah baseball team is going to be getting their own stadium and i think it'll help with recruiting and everything just having your own home your own place i think it's going to be great and i'm really excited to check it out and eventually check a game out up there so that'll be exciting and interesting to see also before we get out of out of here really quick i wanted to give a shout out um i was recently traveling and i ran into clarence davidson Uh, i was supposed to shout him out last week but thank you clarence it was very fun running into um running into Clarence's at the airport uh great guy a lot of fun like i said chatting with him and this is just a real quick thing if you guys ever see me anywhere like if i'm ever like i said just about and about or we ever airport wherever even if it looks like i'm not in the not in the mood or something like that which i, I mean you guys listen to me for however long whatever week like you know me I'm even if I might look like I'm not. Like I'm always in the mood, and always having a good time. Like talking, meeting, and interacting with you guys makes my day slash week. Like I can't thank you guys enough, as I've told you before, for supporting this show, for allowing me to talk about the school and the teams that I love at the University of Utah. So, anytime you guys see me, don't ever think like, "Oh, am I going over to bother him?" You trust me when I say you are doing the exact opposite of bothering him. Being me, you are actually making my day. So. Like I said, never feel like I don't know if I want to go up to him. So if you ever see me out in public, make sure you guys run over, say hi really quick. We'd love to chat and get to know you a little bit more because anything I can do to thank you guys in person for once again supporting this show i will absolutely do that so once again shout out to clarence it was a lot of fun meeting up and seeing him that's gonna do it for today's edition of locked on Utes. but make sure you guys come back tomorrow as sammy moore is going to be joining me of Ute zone 2. preview the utah gymnastics national championship meets they got coming up they got to play in the first one Um, their first little uh, session. And if they are then the top two teams of that session, they will advance to the national championship, which is where the top four teams compete because you have eight teams overall traveling down. Two will advance from the two sessions each, so four overall. So we'll have Sammy on to preview that. So make sure you guys join us on tomorrow's Locked On News.